Welcome to Rhema for Today. In discussing praying with tongues or speaking with tongues, I think it would be a good idea just to have an in-depth study of what the Bible actually said about it. For the simple reason that you see it, and we've always seen it through the years, excesses that do damage to the body of Christ. I think for the reason that there are so many excesses is because there's been very little sound, logical, and scriptural teaching as to the scope and the value of speaking with other tongues. Welcome to Rhema for Today. This week, Kenneth E. Hagin starts his classic teaching from a five-volume set on prayer. This month is Praying with All Kinds of Prayer, Volume 5. Stay tuned for this timeless teaching. Later in today's program, Ken and Lynette will tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagin with today's message. Father, we thank you for all of your blessings. Thank you for the privilege that we have to gather around the name that's above every name. The name of our Lord and of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for the privilege that we have to walk in the light of the Word. We thank you for your precious Word and for the Holy Spirit that you, whom you've sent to indwell us and to be our teacher and to be our guide. Thank you for giving us utterance today in the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise God. Glory to God. Well, you can open your Bibles to the 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians. We looked at some of these verses before. We want to look at them again, a little more depth in teaching on praying in tongues. Now, in the 14th verse of the 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians, the Scripture said, Paul said, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit, that's with my spirit, in tongue. And I'll pray with the understanding also. I'll sing with the spirit. And I'll sing with the understanding also. And so... Uh, in discussing praying with tongues or speaking with tongues, I think it would be a good idea just to have an in-depth study of what the Bible actually said about it. For the simple reason that you see, and we've always seen it through the years, excesses that do damage to the body of Christ. I think for the reason that there are so many excesses is because there's been very little sound, logical, and scriptural teaching as to the scope and the value of speaking with other tongues. Now, uh, as I've said before, it seems like on any given subject, any subject you want to mention, that the church either gets in the ditch on one side or the ditch on the other side, instead of standing in the middle of the road and going down the middle of the road. First of all, you know, there's that folks will say some getting a ditch on this side. Well, the tongue's just not for us today. That's all been done away with. And then it seems like that if the devil can't keep you out of being filled with the Holy Ghost, speak with other tongues, and once you get in, that he'll push you in the ditch on the other side, and then your testimony becomes uh, invaluable 
and really a hindrance instead of a blessing. Because folks didn't stop to, to ask themselves just what did the Word of God have to say. Well, first of all, we should ask ourselves the question, what is the scriptural purpose of speaking with tongues? Well, the, according to the scripture, there are a number. Now, of course, first of all, we see in the Acts of the Apostles, and I can quote all these scriptures, and I think you know that, but I want you to turn and read them, because a lot of times you just quote them. They just run off of people's backs out of water, like water off of a duck's back, and they really don't get it. First of all, we see in Acts, the second chapter, verses 1 through 4. So open your Bible and read and mark scriptures. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So here on the day of Pentecost, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, you see, they were waiting for that day. The Holy Ghost could not be poured out till then. You remember in uh, Luke 24, 49, Jesus had said to them, Tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Amen. And so when the day was come, the Holy Ghost came. Now you'll notice that suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. As we go on through the Acts of the Apostles, we don't have any other record of that happening. We do have a record of speaking in tongues. But there's not another record in the Acts of the Apostles or in the New Testament anywhere uh, where the Holy Ghost manifests himself as a rushing mighty wind. That doesn't mean that he couldn't. Amen? Amen. Because we've been in services where he did. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But what it does mean is that it's not something that you expect. Amen. Amen. You see, you expect people to speak with tongues because as we go along, we'll see that they did. That is when they're filled with the Holy Ghost. But you don't expect a rushing mighty wind because we see that it didn't occur again. In other words, it's not part of the uh, initial evidence. But it could happen, as the Lord wills. I know I've heard other people talk about it, and I've, heard it, I've had it happen in my own meetings a time or two. I mean, just, I mean, and everybody heard it. And then again, when nobody heard it, but I did. And then when some of us felt like wind blowing on you. I mean, biggest part of the crowd. Some of them didn't feel anything, or some folks not in position to. Amen. Spiritual things are dense, you know. But, uh, but I remember one service, I, I was preaching a fellowship meeting down East Texas. Last church I pastored in East Texas was Assembly of God Church. And I was asked by the presbyter to preach this fellowship meeting. And so I did. I preached in, you know, on, on the morning service. And then when I uh, finished my message, I was urged by the Spirit, anointed by the Spirit. And I gave an utterance in tongues. And in this case, I believe the pastor interpreted it. And then I spoke again with tongues, and the pastor interpreted it. And then it was just like a wind blowing. Everybody heard, you both heard it and felt it, but it's blown through the building. And every single sick person in the house was instantly healed. Praise God forevermore. And I remember I went back and held a meeting for this pastor, and he was telling me about this, and then I met the woman. That a member of his church invited another lady to come. 
she is a member of the first Christian church. And she was sitting second pew from the front, just right on the edge, uh, right next to the aisle uh, of the center section. And, and when that wind went through there, she said, I, you know, I, I didn't know I wasn't a Christian. You know, I'd been in church all my life, belonged to the church. But when that, whatever that was, it blew through there, she said, I got born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, and delivered from cigarettes, just like that. <laughs> She's just sitting there talking in tongues. <laughs> Amen. And I went, like I said, went back and held a revival later. And she said, you know, from that day to this, I've never smoked another cigarette. Never have even wanted one. Never have even wanted one. Well, you see, the stronger the power of God is in manifestation, the more easy it is to get delivered from anything. Amen. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. And, and so two or three times through the years, I was filled with the Holy Ghost, spoke to other tongues in 1937. Well, you know, that's uh, quite a few years ago, about 53 years ago, huh? Amen. And uh, about three times in those 53 years, there's been a manifestation like a rushing mighty wind. Now then again, there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and sat upon each of them. Now again, you don't see that happening again. But that manifestation could happen and does happen. I know from, you see, not only Christians, but, but even sinners saw it. In, in, in days gone by in Pentecostal circles. In fact, neighbors called the fire department. They thought the church was on fire. They saw these tongues of fire leaping all over the building, the top. When the fire department got out there, they couldn't find anything. Well, it's just a manifestation of the Holy Ghost. Now, you see, you don't expect that to happen, but it can happen. Amen. Amen. And if it does, praise God. But one thing, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? Praise God. Well, now notice this. Let's go now 10 years later. It's, it's only eight chapters, but 10th chapter of Acts. But it really happened 10 years after the day of Pentecost. Let's turn and read it. Acts the 10th chapter and we'll start reading with the 44th verse. Now you know of course without going into detail this is Cornelius and his household and how an angel appeared to him told him to send to Joppa and inquire in the house for Simon the Tanner for one Simon Peter who when he has come will, te will, will te tell thee words whereby thou and thy house shall be saved. So on. Alright now look at the 44th verse. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision, now you see, he and Peter had taken with him six of these brethren, you know, they were Jews, but they had been born again, filled with the Holy Ghost now. They of the circumcision which believed, see, they had believed on Jesus, were astonished. Now, can't you see them Jews? They were astonished. See, these Jews looked on the Gentiles as being dogs. In fact, they, if you start with that 11th chapter, you'll find they called Peter on the carpet up there in Jerusalem. Yeah, you went into Gentiles. You even ate with them. See, see, they're born again, all right, and filled with the Holy Ghost, but they're still bound by their former religious ideas and rules and regulations and one thing or another. See, that happens so many times. We seem to see it today. 
You're listening to Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. We have got a, a special offer. Uh, your book called Power Up. Power Up, yeah. Getting charged with God's power. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, yeah. we need to get charged with God's power every day. Right. Uh, to uh, really handle the things that, that come about oh, yeah, every yeah, day. Yeah. You know, uh, in a car, you have a battery. Mm-hmm. And that battery is, it's, it's recharged every time the motor runs. That alternator yes. recharges that battery. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the old days, when I was growing up, with my car, we had a, called it a generator. But it charged wow. the battery, but the alternator does it now. And so we have to stay charged up spiritually yes. in order to stay on top of stuff. That's right. And then Dad, Dad now, said... Now, this is mine. Oh, Yes. This is yours. This oh, is I'm sorry. This is my four CDs on okay. releasing God's power through, through prayer. prayer. Right, yes, right. because we do, you know, by praying, the Lord will help us and release that power that we need oh, yeah. to handle things in and life. You know what? Uh, that's uh, Actually, these normally sell for thirty nine ninety five. That's right. But you get an $18 savings this month on these two yes. uh, as, you, as you call in. We're offering them for twenty one ninety five. So right. you need to get that a hold. That is a power, good saying. Power up. You know, that's a good saying. Power up and then releasing God's power through prayer. That's, that, that's your deal. Prayer's your uh, deal. No. Don't delay. Call today. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema dot org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his message, Praying with All Kinds of Prayer, Volume 5, here on Rama for Today Radio with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Mm-hmm.